Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we will talk with Indy 11 women's head soccer coach Paul Delinsky. Tyler Jeffries has committed to IU football. J.Q. Roberts is headed to the Music City. The Cutters and Tornadoes renew their semi-pro football rivalry. We will have our high school scoreboard update, and we will look to the week ahead around the state of Indiana. So let's talk sports, and we will start with Indiana University football getting a commitment from offensive lineman Tyler Jeffries for 2023. Jeffries goes by the nickname Bubba. He is from Alcoa, Tennessee, six foot four, three hundred pounds, chooses IU over Cincinnati, Florida State, Miami, Oregon, and Mississippi State. He had interest from West Virginia, Georgia Tech, Memphis, Virginia Tech. He is the eighth commitment in the class of 2023, he cannot sign his national letter of intent until this December or next February as the Hoosiers continue to build what could be a 15-member class for Tom Allen's 2023 Hoosiers. Bloomington North boys basketball senior J.Q. Roberts started off the school year with a huge announcement Thursday as he committed to Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. Roberts led Bloomington North to the semi-state game where they lost to state champion Cathedral. He averaged 14.4 points, had a team-high 9.1 rebounds, shot 52% from the floor, 38% on threes, 24 blocks, 31 steals. He was named a junior All-Star last season. He has the potential to be on the Indiana All-Star team this season. He had offers from Indiana, Butler, Evansville, Ball State. He got his offer from Vanderbilt. July the 8th, Vanderbilt is coached by former North Carolina and 18-year NBA standout Jerry Stackhouse. The Commodores 19-7 last year, 7-11 in the SEC, lost to Xavier in the NIT after winning their first two games. So congratulations to J.Q. Roberts on his commitment to Vanderbilt. The Indiana Cutters and the Indiana Tornadoes renewed their semi-pro football rivalry Saturday night at the Indiana School for the Deaf in Indianapolis. The Tornadoes won 26-16. Marquise Holt got his fourth rushing touchdown of the year as he scored on a six-yard touchdown run with 6-10 to go in the first quarter. And Dre Atkins added the extra point to make it 7-0. The Tornadoes responded with a six-yard touchdown pass, but the two-point conversion failed to make it 7-6 with 145 left. The Cutters scored again. Dre Atkins hit a field goal with three minutes to go before halftime to make it 10-6. And then the Tornadoes outscore the Cutters 20-6 in the second half. Kenny Martin did find Isaiah Moore in a four-yard touchdown pass. It's Moore's seventh receiving touchdown of the year as the final score was 26-16. The Cutters 4-5 on the season. They will wrap up the regular season this Saturday night in Cincinnati against the Sin City Buccaneers. 
The Minnesota home of Indiana University at women's basketball freshman Lily Meister suffered significant damage due to a fire on August 1st. Meister and her family are doing fine, but they've been displaced just weeks before her first semester in Bloomington begins. According to a family spokesman, the upstairs is virtually gone or smoke damage in a way that is almost certainly a complete loss. There is a GoFundMe page for the family that was circulated by IU assistant coach Rhett Wiersba. Meister 6'3 from Rochester, Minnesota, was the second player in John Marshall High School history to score over 2,000 points and was named the local player of the year. She averaged 22.3 points, 11.5 rebounds, and 2.3 assists per game. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Meister family going through a very difficult time. Former IU men's basketball player Romeo Langford will have the high school basketball court at his alma mater, New Albany, named after him with a dedication on August the 20th at noon. The doors will open for the free event at 11.30. He will make an appearance the night before at New Albany's football team season opener against Bloomington South. The school board approved the measure by a 7-0 vote. Langford scored 3,002 points from 2014 to 18, and he is the fifth player in Indiana high school history to score over 3,000 points. He was 110 overall at New Albany, 43-1 at home, four sectionals, two regionals, a semi-state, and a state title in 2016. Played at IU one season, averaged 16.5 points, 5.4 rebounds, and 2.3 assists per game before being selected by the Boston Celtics with the 14th overall pick in the 2019 draft. He is now playing for the San Antonio Spurs, but he has been injured. He only played in four games, averaged 2.8 points and one rebound per game. The Hagerstown Little League is representing Indiana in the Great Lakes Little League Baseball Regional this week in Whitestown, Indiana. For the second time in their team's history, Hagerstown made it in 2013. They won their opener against Gross Point Farms, Michigan, Saturday night, 6-2. There are five teams competing, all state champions from Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan. And the Little Leaguers from Hagerstown will play tonight on ESPN against the winner of Ohio and Kentucky. So congratulations to the Hagerstown Little Leaguers on making the Great Lakes Regional and representing the state of Indiana. It's back, high school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard. Girls golf starred this week. Bloomington South finished 12th in their own invitational. Bloomington North 9th in the Plainfield Invitational. Owen Valley beat Edgewood 234-235. This Saturday, cross-country volleyball girls soccer kicks off. Monday, it's boys tennis and boys soccer. And then football will kick off. On Friday, August the 19th, that is a look at the local high school scoreboard. When we come back, we will talk with Indy 11 women's soccer head coach, Paul Delinsky. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. 
Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, WeatherVane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Hi, this is head coach Eric Anderson of the Indiana Cutters semi-pro football team. And I listen to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He just completed his first season as the head coach of the inaugural Indy 11 women's soccer team. Paul Delinsky is my guest. Coach Delinsky, welcome to the show. It is a pleasure to have you, and thank you for taking the time to join me. I would appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for showing the interest. Well, you all had a great season. You were 10-0-2 in the regular season. You won the Great Lakes Division Championship in the W League. You were one of three teams to have an undefeated regular season. You got to the playoffs, and unfortunately, you fell to Minnesota Aurora in the first game, 2-1. to one. Just talk about this season, your expectations. You've done this before, taking over an expansion franchise in 2021. You were with Lady Victory FC in the WPSL, and you had a 10-1 record, and you were conference coach of the year. So, obviously, you like building teams from the ground up. That's actually been one of the fun parts of the past couple of years is, is building a roster. Maybe we can blame all my useful days of playing FIFA as a kid. That's the thing. As far as expectations go, we knew on paper what we were getting in for this year with W League. And, you know, every day, every week in training, each game goes by. Um, expectations grew as the season went along. So, uh, and that's a credit and testament to the young ladies that, that went out and performed game in, game out. You had a 27-player roster, 18 of the girls are either from the state of Indiana or played college soccer in Indiana. You had nine girls, four of which were are born outside the United States. So how do you mold this whole team together in such a short amount of time? The first part is take soccer out of the equation. It's a person's mentality and a person's character, and you try to do the best you can to get as many like minds on the same field. And whether it be watching their mannerisms on video or having conversations with them over the phone leading into the season, just selecting the right type of people that I feel fit the mentality and the way that I would like the game to play. You had three young ladies make the W League Teams of the Year, Robin McCarthy, 
Katie Soderstrom and Maddie Williams, McCarthy and Soderstrom were first team. Maddie was a second team. They all played huge roles for you this season. So talk about how three of them were just the big pieces for this great season, along with your goalkeeping play, who allowed six shutouts this year. Robin was a great addition coming out from Fresno State, being done with school, having ambitions of playing pro, hoping that W League season could be a catalyst for her to get to the pro level. Maddie Williams having pro experience, leading scorer at Purdue in, in all-time history, but bringing, bringing the experience that she gained from overseas back to the younger girls on the team. And then Katie Soderstrom is another one who has had an illustrious career from I mean, starting from her youth here locally in Indianapolis all the way through her college career and, and in the summer leagues. So I mean, that's two years in a row now where she's received individual accolades for her performances throughout the summers. Your four international players, how hard was it for those girls to adjust to just being in the United States and playing a different brand of soccer? I think the good thing with them is they do play domestically, collegiately at VCU. Another one, unfortunately, we didn't have the luxury of having our Spanish player play. She got hurt towards the end of the spring season. But, you know, there's a definite difference in style between the Europeans and the Americans. And, you know, bringing that, that creativity, that flair that they possess, they're still working on adjusting to the physicality and the speed of the game from an American perspective. Um, but, again, I think they, they fit in just fine with the group. I know I know the girls love them. I know they love their time here this summer. So, again, it was positive experiences all the way around. This was the first year of the W League, so just how lucky are you and the girls to just be a part of such a big league and such a great league and the opportunity to still play in between their soccer seasons? A great opportunity for everybody involved. I value what I do with the youth in the Indianapolis community, and I know I know the girls value what they put forth for their respective universities. Some girls actually still play locally in the youth programs in Indianapolis, but bringing it all together and putting it on one field was, I, I think it's a different type of joy that uh, we don't always get on a regular basis in our different environments. You got to uh, your home field was Grand Park in, in Westfield. You got to play in Carroll Stadium on in July against Detroit City FC in front of 3,092 fans as part of an Indy 11 men and women's doubleheader. So just talk about how great it was to have great crowds at, at Grand Park, and then you cap off the regular season with a big win over Detroit City FC in front of a big crowd. Grand Park and, and playing inside actually saved us. We had a couple of story nights that we played games. Just the compactness of squeezing a thousand plus people into that building and, and the noise that was brought by the fans and being able to showcase it. The families and young ladies that brought themselves out to our games was great. And then you know, the, the BYB and the different supporters that the Indy 11 had had for years with the with their men's team, whether it was making the trip up to Grand Park or being able to return the favor and play a game in front of a lot of them at, at Carroll was fantastic. And I know the one thing the girls wanted all year long was smoke. And that, that was actually our message at halftime. We were only up one nothing, And they said, well, let's go score more goals in front of the smoke. So I know they got a kick out of all of it from start to finish and, we were being greedy, asked for a better result to our playoff run, but I don't think we could have asked for a better year one than what we got. 
were those your expectations? I mean, what were the expectations for you going into this season? Did you expect to have the success that you did? Yes and no. I didn't know exactly what the competition was going to be. And again, there were some really good teams that we played. But that goes back to the mentality and the character of players. I, I, I love winning. And I think that's the mindset that we set out, whether it be in training or, or in games, is, is we want to we wanna leave this field winners today. You were never shut out as a team this season. Yeah. So how proud of you are 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 you of your team for not being shut out all season? I think that's a testament to, you know, the, the players that we have. Katie and Maddie scored a ton of goals, which we're obviously grateful for, but how we got them the ball is the nine other players on the field with them at, at one time. And whether we had the defenders contributing and getting forward, we had midfielders, plenty of necessary passes, whatever it may have been, each and every player has an attacking mindset. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Paul Dolinsky after this quick timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them. But call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MAT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MAT. Hi, this is Bloomington North Girls Swimming Head Coach Taylor McGregor. You're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Welcome back to Talking Sports on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Paul Delinsky, head coach of the Indy 11 women's soccer team. We were talking about this season. You kicked it off May the 6th against Kings Hammer FC, beat them 3-1. to one. You had six goals against Flint City FC. You scored three goals six other times. You scored two goals two times, and then you scored one goal four times. And, of course, we mentioned never being shut out. But that opening game against Kings Hammer FC – how nervous were you and the ladies getting to play that inaugural first game for the Indy 11? Yeah, no, I, I think nerves, anxiety, I think it all rolls into one. I think even, again, I don't know exactly how they felt, but just the time between walking into the locker room after warm-ups and then walking out onto the field after, you know, right before the game, there were probably twice as many people there in that 10-minute window, so... Who knows what could have triggered when they saw all the people and whatnot. And obviously, we didn't know how loud it was going to be. And that first night in particular, it was very, very difficult for all of us to communicate. We got an early goal, and that relieved some of that tension. And we saw the game out from there. 
You have a coaching staff that consists of Grace Barr, who was also your first signee as a player, Brandon Kim, Kelly Freeland, and, and yourself are all Carmel natives. So how important was it for you to just have those local connections? And then obviously, Grace being from Ohio, played at Xavier in Wisconsin, just that Midwestern connection to this team. Personally, that's one of the reasons I came back from San Diego, you know, growing up here and be from here and, and give back, if not hopefully more than the past three months, start something and be a part of the real growth of women's soccer in Indianapolis. You, you're a two-time Parade All-American at Carmel. You've had youth national team call-ups. You've been a captain of the national team. I, I've always asked this to play, people that have now coached being former players why is it so important to get into that field of coaching after you've played for so long? It's different for some than others. Me personally, I, I think my career fell short, unfortunately, due to some injuries. Being able to give back from my various experiences to the kids in the community, not just the girls, but some boys that I train as well, and you know, and help them help them have an opportunity to hopefully one day experience the things I got to as a player. When you played in the game up at Minnesota against Minnesota Aurora FC July 13th, there were 6,200 fans. How big was that for you and the, the ladies to see a huge crowd and big support up there in Minnesota? Because that's another hotbed of soccer. That was absolutely amazing. And then kudos to – Aurora and their organization, their supporters, the community, for being able to do what they did this year. It was absolutely fantastic. Hopefully that's what we get to turn Indianapolis into. Instead of 3,000 fans next year at Carroll, maybe we get to 6,000 fans at Carroll. Now, Minnesota Aurora, they had their goalkeeper with Sarah Fuller. She, of course, made history in 2020 at Vanderbilt, being the first woman to play and score in a Power 5 football game as a kicker. What do you just think of her impact breaking those barriers you accomplished so far? No, I, I think that's, that's great. I mean, it is for women's sports in general, having, having a female athlete be a part of a sport like football and to – not just be a part of it, but contribute is awesome. And, and the, it seems like the older I get, the more time passes. I can only imagine she's making an impact on young ladies' lives around the country. She's definitely made a name for herself in, in so many different ways. Now that the season has ended, when did you shift your focus? How long did it take after the season ended to start shifting gears and thinking about next year? When I woke up on the bus and we pulled into Grand Park on the way back from Minnesota. How is this going to work? Are the girls allowed to come back next year? What's the evaluation process for next season? No, I think me personally and who I am, I have a grand ambition that we're going to have a full-blown pro team here in the very near future for the women. And under that, underneath that would be the W League team as well. Uh, so, again, a lot of things need to be discussed and decided on probably in the next couple of months to what next season looks like. You know, I've already started preparing – at least on paper, what it looks like if we have a full-blown pro and a W-League team and what it looks like if it's just a W-League team. And fortunately or unfortunately, we've got a few girls that will be graduating from school that may have full-blown pro ambition that we may lose. They may, they may decide to stick around for another summer. Who knows? But um, 
There's also a handful of girls that unfortunately were not able to play with us this year that they're already on the list trying to get them in for next season. So we should have the core and the nucleus of what you saw this past season back on the field again next year with some, with some additions. Well, it should be a fun year again. I mean, what a great season you all have had with a 10-0 and two regular season, 10-1 and two overall record. I know that championship is something you're all desiring for next year, but again, you made Indiana and Indianapolis proud for everything that you've done so far. You mentioned you coached in California and you won two national titles in club soccer. How different is it to coach out West and then come back and coach here in the Midwest? For sure, style of play is a little bit different. You throw in the conditions, playing in the Midwest and what we're going to deal with from a weather perspective compared to San Diego, is, it throws in some different factors. And I, I think just, like as much as Indiana is a hotbed, the reality of it is, is there are so many people and so much soccer being played in Southern California that, you know, you've got a very, very good club and a very, very good group of team players 10 to 15 minutes away from each other. And you, you know, you drive up to from San Diego to just north of LA, which is about two and a half hours. And you've probably got 20 to 30 clubs that are very, very competitive clubs. Well, coach, I thank you very much for the time. Congratulations to all of you on a, such a great season, great crowds, great first year of, of Indy 11 women's soccer in the W league. Best of luck to you in the off season. Hopefully we can do this again soon. And I thank you very much for the time. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. My thanks to Paul Dolinsky for being my guest this week. Around the state of Indiana, the Golf Week Hoosier Amateur kicked off at the foul course today and will go through Wednesday. The Bloomington Speedway is in action on Friday. IU Men's Soccer will host DePaul. 6 p.m. in an exhibition game at the practice field right next to Armstrong Stadium. The Indiana Fever hosts the Washington Mystics at Hinkle Fieldhouse on Friday at 7 o'clock. That will be on Valley Sports Indiana. Saturday, IU Women's Soccer hosts Northwestern in an exhibition at 4 p.m. on the, the practice field. The Colts are at Buffalo Saturday at 4 o'clock. And the Indy 11 are at Hartford Athletic this Saturday at 7. Sunday, the Fever close out the regular season against the Washington Mystics on the road at 3. And, of course, the Indianapolis Indians in Memphis all week long starting tomorrow through Sunday. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jengison. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.